I think we're our own health advocate. And for me, when you can feel the difference, like I can personally feel the difference from changing the quality of the meat. Now, you know, I get my box from Sunday Farms every, every yeah. month. I can feel a difference. Like I don't feel heavy after I eat sluggish. Yep. I'm getting a great, I don't know if it's, again, like you said, it's everything, you know, making sure that I'm sleeping well, working out. But I mean, I've kind of always been doing that. So I did notice a difference switching over to better quality meat. Not only the taste, but also just the way that I feel. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome back to the show, Charlie. It's so nice to have you on again because we had such amazing feedback from our last episode. So thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me for part two today. Thanks so much for having me back on. Yeah, I had a lot of fun last time and I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, so... For those of you that have not listened to our last episode, it's, I'll include the link in the show notes, but we chatted about, you know, meat jargon, all the meat jargon that's out there and decoding the butcher counter. Um, And it's called meat mastery. So again, I'll link it in the show notes so you can go and listen to that either after this or before this, it might make sense to listen to it before. But this episode is going to be a natural extension to the why behind it all, which is my favorite part, because, you know, I personally want to live into my 90s. (laughs) I want to be squatting. I want to be deadlifting. I want to be running with my grandchildren and all part. And that is to be able to achieve that. It's how we're taking care of our health now. And I think it's so important to know where our food is coming from, how it's made and what we are putting into our body. So first I wanted to discuss why is pasture raised and grass fed so important and even why organic practices are important for our health. Yeah, for sure. And I hope you're running with your great grandchildren also. (laughs) I mean, that's definitely what I'm striving for. No, it's so I I guess, like you said, this is really just a natural extension of the last episode where we talk about the why behind it all. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about the differences between pasture raised versus free range versus cage free. And, uh, you know, I think where I wanted people, what I wanted people to take away was that pasture raised is, is really what you want to look for. And pasture raised grass fed is really what you want to look for. And the why behind that, the reason for that is 
just take a step back for a second. Like the way the way I like to think about this is animals raised outdoors on grass and eating the foods that their bodies were naturally designed to, they have a diet and a lifestyle that is much more like wild animals, like wild game, right? And that's really what we're trying to mimic with these kinds of practices. And wild animals, like they've been shown in many studies to be healthier for us, right? It's what our ancestors ate. It's like, it's just, it's as organic as it gets basically. And so that's really what we're trying to do with pasture raised and grass fed with, with that kind of meat. And so that simple logic of trying to mimic nature and mimic wild animals, that simple logic turns out to be completely true. When you look at the nutritional studies that have been done so far, including our own lab tests at Sunday Farm, you know, we, we quickly touched on that last time and we can dive yeah. into some of those, some of those results today. And I mean, it, it makes sense why, right? And pasture raised animals, they absorb valuable nutrients from nature, some of which we can't actually get ourselves, and they pass those along to us. And I think one of the best examples of that is the results that you see in pasture raised grass fed beef versus conventional beef. Pasture raised grass fed beef, its fat composition is significantly healthier for you, it's higher in several essential vitamins and minerals, including powerful antioxidants and the B vitamin complex. And it's also, and this goes, you know, this goes across the board with all pasture raised animals. It's also less likely to carry harmful bacteria as the animals were never kept in confinement where they were prone to disease and outbreaks and things like that. So, you know, that's just, you know, that's a really good example of, of why you really want to look for pasture raised and grass fed. You're basically eating a healthier animal. You're not eating a sick animal. <laughs> basically, <Right>? basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And, and, and when you go back to, again, eating your natural, you know, the, the animal eating its natural diet and going back to that uh, healthy fat composition that I was talking about a second ago, one of the most startling differences that you'll see between pasture-raised grass-fed beef and conventional beef is this difference in what we sort of see as omega-3 and omega-6s, which mm -hmm. I'm sure is something that you've, that you've looked at before. You know, a lot of people take omega-3 supplements because we don't get enough of them in our diets, right? Well, now we have to supplement <laughs> for them. Yeah. And, you know, they're both essential, what we call essential fatty acids, and we have to consume them with food. We don't actually naturally produce them. We have to consume them. And the reason that this omega-6 versus omega-3 topic is so important is because omega-6s by their very nature are inflammatory and omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Mm. And our modern diet, which is loaded with processed foods, it's loaded with vegetable oils and grains and things like that, things that are loaded with omega-6s, our modern diet has made this ratio of omega-6s to 3s in our own bodies completely out of whack. So like our ancestors are believed that used to have, like they used to have like a, an even ratio of the two of them. And now we're at like 16 to one in our, in our diets with, with sixes to threes. And scientists are increasingly believing that that, that out of balance, you know, six to three ratio is a big driver for a lot of the health issues that we have today, including 
you know, inflammatory and autoimmune diseases, which goes back to one of the reasons why I went down this whole journey in the first place, because I would, I was diagnosed with, with an autoimmune condition many years ago. So bringing that back to grass-fed beef, it's one of the many ways that you can adjust your diet to correct for this imbalance. Because grain-fed beef, again, grains are loaded with omega-6s. Grain-fed beef can have ratios that are as high as 20, 30, or even more. And the higher the number, the bad, like that, the higher the number, the worse. And grass-fed beef has been shown to have things like one-to-one or even four-to-one, like much, much, much healthier for you. And this is where I get to have a bit of my humble brag because our our lab tests at Sunday Farms showed that our beef was about one-to-one in terms of omega, omega-3s to omega-6s. And so it's it's literally 20 to 30 times wow. more, more imbalance for you on this pretty important sort of fat mix. That's incredible. I mean, I, I, I get all of our strong girls and our clients to take the mega threes, but I'm wondering if you just simply switch to more grass fed meat, you would not really have to supplement. I, I wonder if that, that would be the case. There, there's def, there's definitely a school of thought that, you know, you try and get more of your of your nutrients from the food that you eat, for sure. I, I definitely, I definitely subscribe to that view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still think you know you need to you need to eat your you, you need to eat you know fish and seafood like you know salmon is obviously loaded with omega threes much 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 more than than beef is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, if you're getting farm salmon that's being fed corn, which a lot of farm salmon is, oh. you're not getting you're not getting it anymore. No, no, yeah, no, that's crazy. I mean, it's just so, it's such an interesting topic because, you know, even, even within, like I said, I mentioned this on the last podcast too. We, we work with a lot of moms, right? So for, you know, let's just call it saving time, maybe saving some money. A lot of them do the Costco orders, right? A lot of them are ordering the Costco and, and it's like, you know what, like, it's just, better. I have a family of five to feed and I get a lot more, but I really feel like this is important to like the knowledge and what we're learning today is really important. So, you know, what you're feeding yourself and when you're feeding your family and not to cause any scarcity around it, but there it, it, like, if, if you think about like the meat versus what you guys know, like you guys know where your meat's coming from, you're testing it versus some of this meet where we don't technically know, right? Like we're just kind of reading labels and we don't really know. Um, It's kind of, it's kind of scary. It is, it is. And it's, it's, it's by design from the industry too. You know, they they don't necessarily want you to know where it's coming from. There's, Mm -hmm. there's like three or four companies that control 95% of the meat in the country and they don't want you to see behind the curtain. Wow. And, you know, we've, when we are delivering programs to our clients, you know, even, even just information in the magazine, like when I build out nutrition programs, it's always built around protein sources. My, my methodology is always around like good quality animal protein. We do always hear that, you know, well, I've heard meat is bad for you. So what do you say to that, you know, 
what about yeah. people who swear by like, you know, paleo or keto or carnivore or, you know, there's, there's so many different sides who, oh, yeah. who you, like, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. I get this question a lot, actually. And it's, it's a highly controversial and highly mm-hmm. debated topic. As you said, it's, there's, there's strong believers on both sides. There's, you know, people that point to a lot of the studies out there that say like red meat causes a whole host of, of health issues and diseases. And then, like you said, you have countless people on the other side of the debate, you know, people that are paleo and keto or, you know, carnivore diet, people that have meat centric diets that swear by their results. And I, I guess to your question, like, how do we know which one's correct? I think what, here's what we do know. When you look past those sensationalist headlines that, you know, meat's going to kill you, <laughs> you, you really need to assess what those studies are looking at and what they're mm-hmm. assessing. What they, what all these studies look at is the average adult. You know, it's the same people who drink too much, who don't exercise, who eat too much sugar and processed foods, minimal fruits and veggies, all things that have been repeatedly linked to the same health complications that meat is being blamed for. That's what those studies tell me when I look at them. And importantly, those studies also compare those health issues to factory farmed meat, which makes sense because it's you know 95 plus percent of the meat that's out there. So that is what you're going to compare it against, but it doesn't look at the meat that you know you and I have been talking about here, which mm-hmm. is the you know, the healthier pasture raised stuff. And so I think what those studies do is they unfortunately paint a bad picture of all meat and they condemn all meat by not distinguishing between the two. And they're really just not giving consumers the adequate information to make healthy choices. And that's, you know, part of what we're trying to do is arm consumers with that information and arm people with that so they can make the best choices for them and their families. So I think, you know, that's, that's sort of what I have to say about the, the, the meat haters out there. And then on the flip side of it, the, the more health-minded community, like the paleo, the keto, and the high-protein communities, you know, aren't these also the same people that are eating clean protein? Aren't they the people that are exercising regularly yeah. and eating lots of fruits and veggies? And so what are we really seeing with these two opposing views? Are we seeing that meat is the center of it all? Are we seeing that their healthy overall lifestyles are an accumulation of all their decisions is what's driving the outcomes here. And, you know, and that's what I love about what, what you do is you take this holistic approach to, to health. And it's not just one thing. It's you have lots of different people on this podcast and, and helping people with all different aspects of their life. And it's, it's all of those habits together and all of those decisions together that I think will lead to the best results for people. That's my view. Okay, I just want to take a short break right now to discuss something that I've absolutely fallen in love with. Now, you know that I'm a big fan of whey protein, and I'm never going to give that up, but I am also really loving the vegan diesel because it's amazing at crushing late night snacking. Diesel Vegan mixes up so smooth, and my tip is to just use one cup of chilled water, nothing less, and that is the secret. So there's two things that actually make this vegan different from all the rest. One is solathin, and the other is mod carb. Both are organic super grains that are amazing at helping you feel full for longer. Listen, we all know the right diet is key, but every little secret 
hack can help. And this shake is super easy to drink. It has a really nice oat milk flavor. It's not chunky like a lot of the other plant proteins. And it also has five plant proteins mixed together in a way that makes it work exactly like whey does. If you're interested in trying some, click the link in my show notes or go to perfectsports.com and use code JVB, J as in Jennifer, V as in Victor, B as in Ball, at checkout, and you're going to save 20% off any of their amazing supplements and protein powder. So again, use JVB at checkout to save 20%. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I know I, I, I take the view on as living a balanced lifestyle that consists of mostly whole foods. If you're eating mostly whole foods, you don't really have so much to choose from. If you are eating like, let's say 90% whole foods, right? You have yeah. meat, you have vegetables, you have fruit and, you know, some, some grains, but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more on that perspective because yeah, the paleo, the keto, they are generally more health conscious to begin with, you know, they're working yeah. out they're yeah, for sure. Now, what, what would be your opinion on health? Like, like discussion of basically health and plant-based meat. Cause I get this question a lot Like, can I, I see the meal plan, but I don't know if I can have this much meat. Can I substitute for some plant-based meat? And yeah. I think I'm going to agree with you on this, but I want to hear your point of view. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. I mean, to start off, like I love plants and I think the overwhelming evidence, you know, going back to what you were saying about whole foods, the overwhelming evidence suggests we should just be eating a lot more of them, but in their whole form, right? Like, mm. and I, and I think what, I think what we are unfortunately seeing unfold is the food industry doing what it does best, which is latching onto a trend and latching onto this whole plant-based movement and processing the hell out yeah. of you know, fruits and veggies and loading them up with sodium and chemicals and factory farmed products, including GMO soy and, and you know, some other things. And when you look at some of, when you go and when you, next time you go to the grocery store, look at the ingredient list on one yeah. of these plant-based burgers. You know, many of them have like six times the amount of sodium in them compared to just a traditional burger. And so, you know, that's obviously not good for you. And on top of that, there's a lot of GMO soy and things like that in there. And you want to avoid those because of all the pesticides and herbicides that come along with it, which is something we haven't talked about yet. But I guess my view is like, okay, if you're trying to consume less meat in your diet, but you still want a burger, make it like a real plant-based burger, yeah. make it, yeah. you know, a bean burger or a portobello cap or something along those mm -hmm. lines. Don't, mm -hmm. don't resort to one of one of these sort of manufactured food things. Great point. Like, I always tell my clients, like if it, if the title of the food looks too good to be true, which is mostly always the case on these packages food, like take, like turn the back and read the ingredient list and just like really make that assessment for yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, it is a shocking ingredient list when you, when you look at the back of some of these things, like it's, it's like 25 ingredients, two thirds of them you can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, how is that better for me? Totally. Have you, I don't know if this is something they do. I know that you test your meat, the meat from your animals. Do you, do, do you actually do blood work on your animals as well? Or just, uh, it's just, just the meat itself. So we, okay. 
what what we had done this probably about a year or two ago now we had the we we had an independent research center at the University of Guelph look at the fat profile of all of our different meats so beef chicken and pork mm-hmm. and we compared that to just something that we went and bought at the grocery store just to have a look and see like what what were some of the differences and uh, I had already sort of mentioned that sort of omega-3 to omega-6 difference that we saw in beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we also saw that our beef was 70% lower in unhealthy saturated fats, like specifically the unhealthy kinds. And and we saw similar results or just other interesting results in in the other products too. Like our, our pork was higher in some of the healthier monounsaturated fats. We saw that compared to conventional pork. So yeah, it was really just across the board. Can you speak to, I know you said that you had, you were struggling with an autoimmune disorder and I'm, I'm not sure if you've had other people that have kind of switched from, you know, the, let's call it just the regular farm factory meat to your meat, like from, from Sunday farms, what has been some of the health changes for, for you personally, and maybe some other people that, you know that has made this switch? Yeah, I mean, we definitely get people reaching out saying that they have some kind of autoimmune condition and that their doctors have advised them that, you know, they should be thinking about eating cleaner sources of protein. We've definitely gotten that. I think for me, you know, this is probably six, seven years ago now, if I had to guess, when I was first diagnosed with all this. And for me, it was just a wake-up call Mm -hmm. that I just have to be more focused on the food that we're bringing into our house. And since then, you know, medication does help. (laughs) So, but what my doctor has been very surprised by is just how little medication I need at all. Like I actually just go off of it for long periods of time and, and I don't actually need it. And I do think that the lifestyle adjustments that I have made over the last number of years has been has been a big contributing factor to that. I obviously I, I can't prove that, of course, but I I do I do think that it's been a big impact. You know, and again, going back to what we were talking about before, with you know, it's not it's not just one thing, right? It's not just oh, I switched my meat, I'm good. It's yeah. it's an over it's it's an overall it's lifestyle. Yeah. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything. I I I think we're our own health advocate, and I like to. I know when you just said, like, you can't prove it, but for me, when you can feel the difference, like I can personally feel the difference from changing my, the quality of the meat. Now, you know, I get my box from Sunday farms every, every month. And I literally can, I can feel a difference. Like I just feel, I don't feel heavy after I eat sluggish, you know, I I'm getting a great, I don't know if it's, again, like you said, it's everything, you know, it's, it's, you know, making sure that I'm sleeping well, working out, but I mean, I've kind of always been doing that. So I did notice a difference switching over to better quality meat, not only the taste, but also just the way that I feel. Yeah. No, we've, we've definitely heard that kind of feedback many times before where it like, we even have people say that like, it just like, it just tasted cleaner. If like, that makes any sense. Like they're trying to describe it to me. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it just tasted cleaner. And I didn't feel so gross afterwards, (laughs) you know, like, you know, people talk about like the meat sweats and like, 
I, I don't ever get that eating our stuff. I've definitely gotten it eating other meat before, but I don't, I don't ever get that with our stuff. And you feel, I feel as though I feel more satiated for longer. Like yes. I'm not hungry an hour or two later. Yeah. Yeah. There I've, we've definitely gotten that feedback before too. Well, I really appreciate you coming on for part two. I think it's just, like I said, this, this, this type of thing we need to educate more people on, like you can just get into your regular habit of ordering groceries and going to Costco, but, and not even like thinking about the quality you're buying, right? You can get so busy with life, but it's, it's important to take a pause because I truly believe we're our own advocate of, of health and for us to be living, living our longest, most best life. We have to know what we're putting in our body. So I really appreciate you coming on and educating us again. Where can everybody find you, Charlie? And we also will continue to share the link for our audience, especially the people who live in within the GTA in Ontario um, to take advantage of your amazing meat boxes. Yeah, we've actually just expanded to pretty much the entire province now. Yeah. Uh, since since we last spoke. So anybody living in Ontario, we're going all the way down to Windsor now, going as far east as Ottawa, as far north as Sudbury. So we're catching most of the province now. That's incredible. Incredible. So I'll include the link and it's and it's strong at checkout, but I'll include the link for you guys in the show notes. And I would love to have you back on maybe in a few months again. We'll talk about another topic about about meat and food and food quality. I love it. I love our I love our chats together. Me too. Let's do it. Okay. Thanks so much, Charlie. I hope you have a wonderful day and we'll chat soon. Sounds good. See ya. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend, or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Take care and stay strong.